broadcasting legend in his own mind. He's known to be prickly and very opinionated. It's time to get in the huddle with your host, Coach Muddle. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the huddle. Me, Coach Muddle, Nevada Nick, how you doing? And, doing well, coach. Doing well. And uh, Captain Jack uh, just informed me he's uh, running a little late, so there was be... a line at the rubbing tub. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he had to uh, uh, get a little late start from his uh, yeah. rubbing tug, so he'll be joining us. Grass in town, so you know how it goes. <laughs> you know, and and I tell you what, I, I really look. Let's let's hold let's table the flyers because I know when Captain gets here he's going to want to okay. chime in on that. So we'll right. start somewhere else. Um, you know I know the big talk is with uh, you know the Mets players. You know because everybody wants to know how come their names aren't out there. Right. Well, you forget it's HIPAA. If the players right. don't want their name out there, they don't have to have their name out there. For this. Right. So it's and, and to be honest with you, Coach, I have a problem with organizations like news organizations and all that kind of violate that. And because I know sometimes, obviously, it's legal for them. But you know, that's somebody's personal health. You know, I mean, business. And if they decide they want to disclose that or come out with it publicly, that's up to them. But you no, know, just because you're an athlete or an actor or whatever, that doesn't mean your per, you know, your personal health issues or, you know, whatever should be made public. That It's not exactly fair, you know? Uh, yeah, I just... And like you said, it's a HIPAA violation. Right. I mean, that's a... I'm surprised more of these guys don't, you know, have a lawsuit or something. Or, you know, the Players Association don't really fight for it to find out and get to the bottom of where these leaks are coming from because you'd have to think they're coming from within the team or that team doctor. Right. You know, somebody who works with a doctor, and people like that need to be, uh, you know, need to be fired because that's a direct violation of a, you know, of a, of a HIPAA, obviously. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. I, I think you know, but obviously, when they put your name on the injury report for undisclosed, yeah, injury, you can obviously surmise. Obviously, that's the guy. So, you know. Because, uh, you know, the Mets have, well, I think it was two players and a coach or uh, three, whatever. But they're playing tonight. They're going to play uh, a doubleheader tonight. Yeah. And then they're going to play a doubleheader on Friday and Sunday. That's, you know, six games, three days. Right. Now, and- they've had off for a week, but they're also banged up right now. And... Uh, I mean, it's going to affect them. I mean, how, do you have any clue on what they're looking at for Stanton and Judge, how long they're looking to be out? Well, that's the Yankees. Judge is back tonight. He'll play tonight. Okay. Uh, I, I was referring to the Mets uh, because my point I was getting to with the Mets is, you know, you look at Cole for the Yankees and Syndergaard, probably the two top pitchers in the, in the major you leagues. Mean DeGrom, you mean? DeGrom, okay. Right. De, de, yeah. You you probably the best. But 
you yeah. know, you look at you're at tw- almost halfway through the season, and Cole's got, I think, seven or eight starts. I think this is going to be his eighth start tonight. Degrom has five. I mean, that's supposed to be your workhorse, your number one. And why you should have pitched tonight instead? He's missing his start because he did bullpen work yesterday. And, uh, you know, he's going to miss the entire Yankee series. You're playing two, three, five games in three days, and he's not pitching in one of those games. Yeah, this is game six for Garrett Cole. But still, yeah. And you know what? It's going to be to the, I don't know, I really believe Hold a on. lot of people. No, he's got two two no decisions. Uh, Nick. No, I know. I just looked it up. He had six. He's four and zero. Oh, okay, he had okay. Six starts. Yeah. Now, but I just, uh, yeah. I mean, I think when it comes down to a coach, I think a lot of people are going to have an asterisk on this year. I really do. I mean, just you're playing sixty games, and you, I, I don't understand the playoff thing either. You know, if you wanted to expand it a little bit, but to put it to eight games, you know, you could have a team like the Dodgers who. I think you'd agree right now are number one. Right. You know, I think they've, you know, shown themselves to be the best team in baseball. But, you know, you get a bad series, you, you know, and you lose. And then all of a sudden you're out of the playoffs, you know. Just think of it now. I mean, it's like basketball where there's eight teams. So, and it's it's much different than basketball. You know, baseball, kind of like hockey, where, you know, you can get a pitcher that dominates right. or pitch really well, and you quiet a lineup, and – you get taken out. I mean, and yeah, I just don't like I I didn't mind the wild card, but you know, okay, wild card and then you're in your championship series. But now you're gonna have the wild card, the division series, the championship series, then the world series, and you're gonna see a lot more of those Marlins not O three type teams that win World Series now, coach, because right. you know, it's gonna be about who's playing good baseball in October. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's why I, I love football, Coach, because, you know, it's one game, and it's just, you, you know, it's there, there's nothing like it. And that's why football, I think, has kind of cornered the market on on sports. Right, because, and, and you know, also the season. Even in the regular season. Right. Hold on. I'm going to bring Captain in. I'm going to bring Captain okay. in here. Captain, how you doing, buddy? Now that I got my uh, – yeah, I wanted to make sure the mic was on. And I'm flying in from, uh, you know, two for Tuesday, Taco Day. Great place, but I wasn't leaving without my chocolate flautas. And they were waiting and waiting and Oh, uh, we thought there was a line at the rub and tug. So you went after <laughs> to get your tacos after the rub and tug? <laughs> I'm trying to keep that yeah. a secret, okay? It's- Okay. They call it Taco and Tugs Tuesdays. Tacos and <laughs> hey, if you know if you know where the place is, I'm all for it, man. <laughs> get, get, it, get it there. Hey, um, wait, wait. You know your 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 buddy Kraft is. It's only about a 20, 25 minute ride from my place. From and, your place? Yeah, yeah. And, and right up the road. A, it's wow. about five and a half for mine. <laughs> yeah, coach is very. Coach is very familiar with it. He knows well, you know that's a you know when you want to rub elbows and and with some some folks, you know you got to know the right places to go. So you know, actually, the funny thing is, is that the first guy that I had a chance to interview, uh, rec- I shouldn't say recently, but like last year, 
was Willie Rofe, the Hall of Famer who lives down there. Uh And I interviewed him like the week after that story broke. And, you know, he was saying, uh, yeah, it's basically right across the street from me, (laughs) you know, so – yeah, you know, we had we had a laugh on it, and obviously that didn't get onto the tape. So uh, hopefully, I can get Willie Rove back on there again, and we'll do now that we do now that I do Streamyard, yeah. but it'll actually be on video. But uh, again, uh, apologies for the rub and tug Taco Tuesday event, but I wasn't leaving without my chocolate flautas. <laughs> yeah, now what? Now I'm a, I'm a I'm a fried ice cream guy. I love fried ice cream. There's nothing like it, man. I'm a big. I, I've had it. It, it. It's good. It's good. You got to get it at the right place. I mean, because yeah. certain places are different than others. Yeah. Um, I like. I like what like the, if you ever been to Chee Chee's, the old yeah, Chee Chee's fried ice cream. I used to serve at Chee Chee's. Uh, oh uh, like wow! When I, yeah, when I when I came back from uh, and this is one of the things. I was an old waiter. Went into the Navy. Was in was in Norfolk, and they had a Chee Chee's in Norfolk, and I was like, uh, okay, I'm gonna go be be a waiter again. Being a waiter is something you can't, you know, return from after being away from like 10, 15 years, right? I was a waiter at Chee Chee's in Norfolk, and I could do two tables, okay? I can do two tables, excellent service. The minute you gave me the third third table, I was in the fucking weeds, man. And that, <laughs> yeah. that's the that's waiter term. So, uh, yeah. That's I, a so tough think, industry. That's a very tough industry. And then you get the people, too, who you're running around for, trying to give them the best service, and then, you know, tip you bad or just don't treat you properly. And they deal with a lot of BS in that industry. I could never do it because I would probably, you know, stick a fork up somebody's ass or something if they pissed (laughs) me off. The one thing that that I hated, and I'm going to try to wipe my eye here, the one thing I hated was working as a server at Quincy's Great steakhouse, by the way. There's only one or two left, and it's in South Carolina. If you're ever on 95, go to Quincy's uh, off of 95. Great, great steak, great uh, super salad bar or whatnot. Working a Sunday at Quincy's, you would get the, uh, the, the after church rush, right? The worst thing that you could ever get is you'd go in there, you'd serve these people, and, you know, holier than now and great. You know, I'm not I'm – not, Booking on all the you know the Christians that are out there because there's some good ones, but you get the ones that give you it, it's it looks like like a ten dollar bill, okay? But re- you open it up and it's fucking scripture about don't you wish this was really ten bucks? Well, if you serve the Lord, this would be ten dollar or or something like that, you know? A fake fucking tip, no other money, okay? You know what? Fuck you. You need the money more than I do. So you can go to heaven, you cheap fucking bastard. So there you go. All right. Hey, no pee-pee eater either. You yeah. know, he, he, what happened to him? I guess he's not that you – no pee-pee eater tonight. Actually, yeah. if, I had, if I had a chance, I was going to change my name before I came in. I was going to say not pee-pee eater, but I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> So he would be here in spirit. But uh, uh, you yeah. said, let's put the captain so, on. Uh, captain, we kind of were. Captain, we waited for you for the Flyers. Oh, man. Now, what a disappointing game last night. And, look, I don't like to just go off one game because, you know, Flyers were in a very tough six-game series against Montreal. Islanders had a little bit longer of a break. But, uh Man, oh, man, uh, they didn't look good last night. And they did get some shots on the Islanders goalie, but he played well. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, like I said, it's just one game. We'll see what happens in game two. 
But I really think we're at a point that game two is a must win. If yeah, they don't, they're in real trouble. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I can tell you this. I will be honest with the crowd, okay? I saw the last one minute and ten seconds of the game because I was dutifully employed doing the interview with Angela uh, on our channel, and, and I had some technical errors. I felt like coach last night. I had like a half an hour worth of technical errors to get it <laughs> online. So when we finally got it online and it's good to go, moved over, it was about uh, whatever it was, right? I, I popped on the game, saw that it was four to nothing with one minute and ten seconds to go, and like, and I, I had it on record, and I said, "Fuck this! I ain't watching this shit." So well, I, I Captain, you know you need to watch one because I'm going to make a comment because the dumbass. No, no, no! I saw, wait, wait, I saw wait! No, let me finish. I, wait, I saw the most important thing. I saw Hayes going going on a breakaway, and he missed the fucking net. And I said, "That's all I needed to see." Was the was the breakaway that he had? It should have been a goal, and I saw that you know that that they in the highlights on uh, the channel afterward. I saw the highlights, and I saw all I needed. The Islanders were playing aggressive. They played they played a lot of good passing and got everybody you know with the open net. And then of course they did have an uh, you know an uh, open net goal. So it was really three on heart, but it was the way that they were playing in the highlights that I could see that the Flyers did not come out for it. And, I, and I, I was worried about this, and I think I said that yesterday. I said I'm kind of worried about the Islanders and the way that the Flyers have been playing, and I think that they need to up their game, and apparently they didn't do it. Well, my yeah, thing... I said the same thing. I said how Montreal and I thought outplayed the Flyers, and it, it kind of continued last night. Um, I thought the Flyers played a very good second period uh, trying to catch up, but, you know, it was just... Obviously, not their night. Um, they seem frustrated, and like I said, now a ton of pressure on the Flyers to get back to Game Two. And like, like I said last night, it's such a weird year because there's no home ice or home court in basketball. It's it's kind of, it's really hard to handicap these things. And I mean, look at the Avalanche. The Avalanche last series looked great. Now they go play the Stars. Avalanche were up two nothing last night, and mm. Stars come steaming back and. You know, they look good. Uh, and Jason Dean mentioned earlier he thinks Dallas is Mavericks, that is. Dallas Mavericks are going to win the championship. And you know what, Jason Dean? They look dangerous as hell. Yeah. But yeah. I don't like that Porzingis is banged up. Um, and they're playing the Clippers. If they would have had a little bit of a better year, and let's say they're the three seed, I mean the six seed or, or the five seed, I could see it. But happen to go through the Clippers, and then it looks like they're going to, you know, whoever wins the Clippers Maverick series will play the winner of, which is is looking like Utah now, but the Utah Denver series. Um, I mean, look, if they get past the Clippers, I guess anything's possible. I mean, there's no team in basketball that right now that I'm saying is above and beyond. I think the Clippers are the best team, but uh, you never know. Well, I tell you. Um... And again, I'm not hopping on any bandwagon, but, you know, yesterday doing the Lakers show and then seeing how that they've been playing uh, and that they were definitely inspired last night for, you know, for Kobe Day. Yep. The Lakers have have surged, and I don't know whether it was just like a, a one-game thing because of Kobe, but they played flawlessly from what I could see in the game last night. I, they're up what? Is it, it 3-1 now? 3-1. But Lillard's hurt, though, too, who's Portland's best player. Yeah. I think I think they're running out of steam a little bit. 
But what was a good sign, Captain, was with the Lakers, it's always been the LeBron and Anthony Davis show. You saw some other guys step up last night. Danny yeah. yeah. Green had a good game. Kyle Kuzma had a good game. And that's what the Lakers need. You know you're going to get great games for Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It's a guarantee. They need some of these other guys to chip in. And a guy like Danny Green, who's won some titles with San Antonio and been very important, is a guy to watch out for. Same with Kuzma. Yeah, and, and uh, they were smart. Remember when they got rid of those guys, the one guy that they did not get rid of when they were revamping that roster for, for cap space and other things like that in order to get Davis, they did not get rid of Kyle Kuzma. And that was a uh, you know, testament to the fact that they saw more in him than you did with Big Mouth Ball and the other schmucks that they got rid of. They kept Kyle Kuzma, you know, and, and that was very smart on their part. And I said, Danny Green is kind of like, uh, what was it, uh, Big Shot Big Shot Rob, okay? He, he's, he's a good, experienced player. He has the minutes. He has the pedigree. He knows what it means to win. And he's that guy on the bench that you can use in the right spots. I, now, I don't know if uh, – if, if, uh, if is it Dwight? Yeah, Dwight Howard. I don't know how he's playing, but that's another piece that if he plays well, along with JaVale, uh, JaVale Green, uh, JaVale, what's McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee. I almost called him JaVale Green. But JaVale McGee with, with, the, with the big guys, when they need the spot minutes for the brow, they have some guys kind of like the old Hackershack. If they need to bring out the brow for a little while, they got McGee. They got Dwight Howard, so they got some, they got some people that sub-submitted. If Kuzma and Green play well, you're going to get your points out of LeBron. Uh, I, I see no problems for them in this series, and then it all depends on what the matchup is the next series. But I think they might go to the, the finals in the West. Yeah. Oh, no, I think definitely Lakers will go to the finals in the West. Um, yeah, I mean, I lost my train of thought. Oh, Basketball, we were sticking with. The Sixers did come out today and said they are not going to trade Embiid nor Simmons. And I, I don't think it's – you know, sometimes people say that. They try to drive up value. I don't think that. I think that they're just – they know how young they are. And like I've said, they know they're not going to get the value in return. So I'm happy that they did that um, because Embiid, you know, they, they had questioned him. And he, he had kind of said, look, I want to end my career in Philly. But if I get traded – you know, it is what it is. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? So I think it's good you want to get behind those guys. And they said it's more about what's around them than uh, those two guys being the problem. And they're not two bums, Jason Dean. They're not. I mean, they're two good young players. They just gotta get. They just need to get it together. Look at Michael Jordan. It took him years, and he needed to get Scottie Pippen to be able to move on in the playoffs and then finally beat the Pistons. So, you know, we're in this – now world where nobody has any patience and they want to see instant results and sometimes you got to let things look at Steph Curry I mean it took him four or five years to be a star now in some you know some other places it would be he's not good enough let's get him out I mean look what happened with Markel Fultz I mean they got him out of town and he's not great but you know he averaged he, 12 points a game this year he's right. getting better he's improving down in Orlando and that, yeah. that change the scenery did good by the way if uh, Howard and McGee were on the Yankees they would be the greatest people ever according with Jason Dean okay <laughs> so you know and, and they're and they're all going yeah. to the Yankees so McGee Dwight Howard Kyle yeah. Kuzma they're all going to be a Yankee by the end yeah. of the year so well, then Jason Dean will love them. <laughs> well Dwight Howard hey he's not Dwight Howard anymore 
But you can't complain about having him as your backup center. I mean, that's as good as it can get for a backup center. And on most teams, he would probably be the starting center. So, I mean, it's a nice piece coming off the bench for the Lakers. Obviously, he's not what he was in Orlando. But, you know, still, it's it's definitely a nice piece coming off your bench. Actually, now listen. Now, now wait a second. Can can I get back? I I had a point about the hockey game, and you guys just totally steamrolled me and jumped into basketball. Hey, how do you like it, Coach? Yeah, I know. Wait a second. Wait a second. Last I checked. Wait a second. Wait a second. The name of the show is in the huddle with Coach Muddle. Okay, Okay. Coach Muddle. So I'm the one who gets to say. We'll both drop off and let you do it, Coach, and we'll see how the show is. Coach sitting there, uh, 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 uh. Anyway, anyway, you know, I really wish, I really wish that these networks would keep the local uh, hockey guys commentators. You didn't even know that eight minutes into the eight minutes left in the game that they pulled the goalie. You had no idea. They went, oh, open, uh, empty net goal. That's when you found out that there was a goal. It was empty net. Like, you know, I, it's just me. me but I, I, I would have appreciated that, hey, they were had the sixth man on the ice, eight minutes yeah. left in the game. Yeah. Okay, so they pulled they pulled hard with eight minutes to go. Yeah. No, but it was like six minutes. No, it was. They eight, were down three nothing. Yeah. Was it eight? Yeah, it was because they scored right. that goal with right. seven seven forty two left in the game. Yeah. Right. I think they were. They knew they were down three nothing. Right. And what hey, I mean, do? it was a gamble. Oh, it was a gamble. They hoped to get right. a get a get a goal and try to get back into it. Right. But, you know, you gave up that empty netter. But my my thing is, as a fan, watching the game, tell me the goalie got pulled. You know, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, my biggest thing, too, still, is the Flyers' offense has been horrendous. Horrendous. So, we said, now, there are seven games into the playoffs. There are top five scores from last year, one goal. One, and one that's goal. Kevin Hayes. And Captain was right. He had it in game six. So, mm-hmm. through the first five games, they had nothing. You know, where's Claude Giroux? And I think a little bit, they're always trying to get the perfect shot. Just sometimes, my cousin loves saying, puck's on net. And he's right. And sometimes the craziest shit will go through. Or you get a puck and you get your stick up and get a deflection. I mean, you, you see it all the time. Um, I, you just, you, you have to do it. Plus, there's nothing like pressure. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like how the Flyers are playing. I'll stick with them because that's who I picked. But... Man, they better come out, and let's not forget tomorrow's games at three o'clock. So right. by the time we get on the, sh- the show tomorrow, we're going to know the Flyers' fate. And look, it, you never say never, and it's not over. But if they're down 2-0 to a team like the Islanders, the way they're playing right now, yeah. and the way yeah. that goalie's playing, they're in deep, deep trouble. I think I heard he. Believe it or not, he is uh, the most consecutive minutes shutout minutes. For uh, for a franchise, for the franchise. Okay. Don't are you, shake are your you finger at me. Goaltender. He's on yeah. the Islander. Right. I believe he's about thirty seconds short of Billy Smith. Okay. But and and he's I was still, just about to bring that up. Is yeah. for and 
you know, uh, Nick, you might not be old enough to remember, but uh, Captain and I might be able to remember this, is back in the heyday, the late 70s, early 80s, when the Islanders were winning cup after cup. And Billy Smith was, was, was all that in a bag of chips. Really, he only had two shutout two two shutouts in a row. I mean, according to the stat that I saw last night, and again, it was just a quick quick blimp, a blimp glimpse of what they had on the screen. And please check this, but it looked like he had like a couple seconds short of what Billy Smith had. So basically, as long as he doesn't allow a goal in the first minute of the next game. Then he will have the shutout streak into that game. Wow. So in that respect, I believe he has it. Impressive, you know, considering yeah. the 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 history of the Islanders, you know. And oh, yeah. Most people yeah. don't remember because it was so long ago, you know. Yeah. Well, I think – Kind of like the Raiders. It was so long ago, people don't hey, really remember. You, at least, you know. <laughs> now, okay. now, if you – now, baseball, you know, we've reached basically the halfway point already for baseball, which shows you cra- how crazy it is this year. Um, yeah, so the trade deadline Monday's Monday. Already, yeah, next Monday's the trade deadline. So right. the Phillies went out and got a couple relievers, and the guy Workman comes in and it blows blew the it. first. Yeah, it blows the first. You know, that first guy fucking hit the ball. I mean, and it's just that's what bothers me about the Phillies. It's like everybody knew the bullpen was an issue coming in, especially – when you knew Sir Anthony Dominguez was out coming in, you know, to the year. Um, another team that's surprising, I really thought Joe Madden was going to – not that they would win it, but they were going to be more competitive. Right. I think yeah. the Angels are like 9-20. and 20. I mean, yeah. they're, they're really struggling. They, yeah, they're, they're – if they're not in last place in the AL West, they're like second to last place. But I had the Angels – being a, a uh, either the second because I had the A's winning the yeah. West. I, I think had you got them a wild card just like I did, Captain. Who the A's? We had A's and Houston. I think one and two, and I think we both had the Angels at a wild card. I think. right, right. They were they were. It was, I think it was either flip flop, but I had the A's, and then I had the Astros and the Angels in a toss up for two three. Right. Okay. And they're just horrible. They're horrible. I, I mean. Or, or actually, I'm going to uh, do my inner Charles here. They're terrible. They're, they're, they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> so, inner Charles Barkley. But, uh, you know, and it's surprising because, you know, both the – I'm going to throw the Phillies back here. The Phillies were expected to be so much better than they were. The Angels were expected to be a an up-and-coming, especially with Joe Madden as their coach. And that's why right. the, you, they were giving them a lot more wins, kind of like, you know, coach with his Tito factor. I still think he owes you about a grand or two for you picking mm-hmm. you know, Tito to win to, to win that division. Good for him. But, uh, you know, but I, I you can't discon- discount Joe Madden, what he brings to that team. Basically a homecoming for him, coming back, being a bench coach for Socha, and then coming back and actually taking over the reins for right. the Angels – Man, they should be doing so much better. But again, this is 2020. This is the reason why I screwed up 20 minutes out of the show last night. You know, we and we were on or close to 25, and it took 25 minutes just to get the fucking thing on YouTube. Sorry, <laughs> I, I'm I'm in full Tourette's mode. <laughs> now, one team that's really starting to heat up is the San Diego Padres. They've won seven straight. 
So they're the hottest team in baseball right now and and looking looking pretty good. I mean, we all knew they were a young team. It was just, you know, were they going to put it together? And it looks like they are. You got Machado. You got the catcher, Will Myers, who I like. Uh, a lot of, you know, Garrett Richards is a pitcher. So, uh, yeah, I think they're in second place now. So they're, they're a team starting to – although you can tell with baseball, it's been a very streaky year. You know, Tampa Bay got on a streak. You know, the White Sox are now on a streak. You know, the Rockies were looking really good, and now they've kind of come back down to earth. I think the Rockies are right around – 500 yeah they're no they're 14 and 14 and 15 they're two and eight in their last 10 where the rockies were in first place you know just about a week and a half ago so uh it's going to be a weird year where i think it's going to be you know streaks and like i said it's a sprint to 60 games so we'll see what happens in the second half of the year and i'm really curious to see what happens at the trade deadline because like, if you're a team like the angels i'm thinking anybody that you're not looking at, at for the future. You're probably going to dump. They actually even talked about, which I don't think will happen, is the Phillies trade in Rio Malto. But I, I don't think that. I was going to yeah, say that. Yeah. I, I don't foresee that happening unless they really don't think they got I, a good enough team to compete and there's a wink, wink, hey, JT, we're going to go get some prospects, but then you're going to sign, sign with us in the – you, you know, in free agency, but I still wouldn't take that risk because you never know. A guy goes to a team and likes it there and then signs with them. Like the Yankees right. did with Chapman, if you remember. They traded him right. to the Cubs when they won the World yep. Series and then signed Correct. him back. Yep. So sometimes it works. Chapman is a good example. Sometimes it doesn't. I, I know that, that that there was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, tell me all, tell me more. You know, Uncle, or Char, Char, uh, was it Bob's your uncle, as they would say over in England for pee-pee eater. But, uh, it just doesn't work all the time. So unless that they are going to show JT the love and say, okay, we're going to get some prospects and go. But here's the thing. If you're going to show him the love, why not show him the love now? Right. Why do you, why do you need to get rid of him for a bunch of prospects? Because actually the Phillies have a decent, a decent farm system. It's not great, but they got these kids that are up and coming. They got bomb. And he looks good so far, too, yeah. Bob. He really does. Yeah, and, and if and if my boy Roman Quinn could ever stay off the IL, you know, he's a he's a good young player. Hazley's a good young player. They got I mean, uh Harper's not a young player, but he's one of the stars of baseball. You know, you got you got the you don't have Pat the Bat anymore, but you got Jay Bruce out in left field to, you know, screw up some plays. What? But it, you know, there, there you go. I mean, they got yeah. batting and, and young kids, they yeah. need pitching though. They but no, but that's pitching. what's encouraging though, because now you do got a one and a two though. Not a lot of teams have that. You got Nolan, you got Wheeler, so at least you got a one and a two. Now you got to fill it out, and that's what I loved about Pat Gillick. Pat Gillick was great at filling out the roster, finding the Joe Blantons of the world who would come in and just be a good pitcher. Was he great? No, but he ate up innings. He got wins. Now the year they won the World Series, he ended up he didn't lose a start down the stretch. But still, Joe Glanton was a valuable member of that team for a couple of years. And like I, he was great at just filling out a team. I mean, Pat Gillick was who brought Victorino in as a Rule 5 guy. Uh, right. Jason Worth then as a Rule 5 guy. And, you know, they were all part of the core of the team. Matt Stairs, another great signing where I know it's only one home run, but it's a pretty damn big home run when it it's in the NLTS. Right, it was the home run. But see, that's the thing. Is Amaro Jr. still the GM? He's not Pat Gillick. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. No, I mean, and he went so crazy on pitching. Like, I didn't get it. Going for Oswalt, and, you know, uh, take out Oswalt and keep Worth. You know, I understood getting Cliff Lee, but going and having the big four and all that. And, yeah, they won 102 games, but then they won the playoffs and lost because right. they couldn't hit. They lost one nothing in game five because they couldn't hit the ball. And it was a great pitch, you know, great game pitched by Roy Holiday, but, you, you know, it if you don't score any runs, it's not going to do anything. He went nine innings and gave up one run and lost. Talk about demoralizing. Yeah, they were playing hey, like the seventh. Uh, hold on, I want to let uh, listen, Jason Dean. First of all, the Yankees, I could see them giving up Jay Happ, but uh, they're not giving up Montgomery. Okay, they're not. They're not. Montgomery's pitching pretty well. The Yankees are having issues with pitching, like everybody else. So they're not giving up Montgomery. I could see them giving up Jay Happ, but right now they need pitching themselves. So I I don't see them, uh, you know, getting rid of. I could see them putting Clint Frazier on the market, you know, um, and uh, I forget the other kid. Uh, third base is uh, hurt right now, but you know, Urshela. Uh, no, um, or they Urshela is playing for the guy you're trying to think. Yeah, about, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, the Yankees have some prospects they can move, and they need some pitching before they go out and get a real Muto, which what I would love. Go ahead. Get rid of uh, right. Sanchez and, and yeah. bring him in, you know. Right. But what hurts, too, is Paxton isn't having – you know, Paxton was huge down the stretch for them last yep. year. Didn't he go like – like, what was it, 14, 15 starts, Coach? You know, they won the game. Yeah. He had a nice, you know, down the stretch. And let's not forget, you're missing a guy that – where did Herman go? Was it 18, 19, or 20 and 4 or something like that? Uh, CRA wasn't great, but he won games, and right. that's what matters. Sometimes it's about how you battle in games and keep your, your team in it. So, I mean, you're missing, and we haven't brought up Severino yet. Right. So, Severino, Herman are, are, are not pitching. And then, and Britain, you know, uh, if, you can, if you can add Cole, you know, you add those two to Cole and Paxton. You know, then you're looking at Tanaka as your five, and Tanaka is Tanaka. He's he really is not a number yeah. one anymore. He is kind of your five, your yeah. inning eater guy. Now, one one name out there is Clevenger from the Indians. Yeah. Now, I don't know that they would because so, something happened. He went out with somebody and had to quarantine, and the Indians were pissed off about it. But I don't know that the Indians. You know, they're obviously competing for a the Central League title here. I don't know that they would necessarily trade him to the Yankees. They would probably want to ship him to the NL, I would think. But who knows? You know, it's the Indians. Right. Well, it depends, it depends on need. I mean, if the Indians need a, need some bats, I mean, the Yankees are loaded with bats. And I honestly, look, Clint Frazier has had as many opportunities as a guy could have to crack the Yankee lineup. And he hasn't been able to do that with the injuries to Stanton and Judge and and uh, Hicks. Uh, you know he hasn't been able to step in the lineup. You've had other guys step up and and play in front of him. So look, sometimes he shows those flashes. Maybe he'd be better off in Cleveland or somewhere else. Yeah, put up what Jason Dean said because that's a that's a great point. What talking about Trevor Bauer? Uh, he goes, yeah, I want Bauer. Bauer's got a one six five ERA. And you know Cincinnati's eleven and sixteen right now, not having the year. That's what's so weird about the trade deadline. So many teams are going to be like, 
You know, we're right. a couple games out, but what do we do? Right. But that's another guy you might want to look at is and, Trevor Bauer. Well, did you see what uh, Trevor Bauer did about um, – Yes. With the few uh, – Joe Kelly. Yes. And he wrote Bud in the – in the uh, did the fake drunk. Uh, after he <laughs> broke the record, he wrote Bud in it. He goes, he goes hold my beer. When they said about Joe Kelly breaking that record or strikeouts or whatever, and he tweeted, hold my beer. So when he went to break the record, he wrote Bud in the, uh, on the mound, faked cracking a beer, drinking it, and pitched it, and pitched it a guy to break the record. Cause apparently Budweiser is going to do something with him or something. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. So but good, good marketing. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's crazy with the wild card. The wild card teams right now are under 500. Right. So, you know, a team like the Reds are only like two games back. But my thing is, if you don't think you have a team that can, that can compete legitimately for a World Series title or a, at least an NLCS type run, to me, you, you do what's best for the future of the team than, you know, getting in the playoffs and losing. Now, let me ask you what, let me throw this out to you guys. I, I, I'm just, you know, the New York Mets are for sale. New ownership is coming in. Your manager, your general manager sucks balls, literally. <laughs> and, you know, you Wait, have a manager who's never manager. Wait a second. Okay. Remember. So, uh, what do you do? Do you... Do you, as owners, you don't give a shit, let him do what he wants, or you just say, don't do anything, team's for sale? Well, like, you want to do what's best for the value of your team, I would think, you know? And because what are they talking about, J-Lo? And, yeah, but there's also it? this big hedge fund guy that's got some money. And from what I gather in New York is the Wilpons want to get rid of the Mets, but they don't want to get rid of SNY, which is the TV station. That covers right. everything. Where the hedge fund guy wants the whole package. J-Lo and A-Rod can't afford the whole package. No, right. They would so, need investors. So they want the... No, even with their investor group, they're only getting the team. Not the, mm. the TV. Oh, the whole I see what you're saying. So, like, okay, gotcha. you know, so I, I wonder what that is because I know uh, that's the big argument in New York right now is yeah. with that. Um, Captain, I would think you would want to do whatever best for the value of the team. You know what I mean? you think? Yeah. So that means bringing some guys in or, you know, improving your team. Because let's not forget, Sindergaard's hurt. They'll get him back next year. So the Mets... You know, they're there. They just need to get some pieces. All they need is Costanza. You get Costanza in there. Right. And the Mets will turn around. And, and Costanza will change the uniforms, the cotton uniform, or no, poly, or no, cotton uniforms. Cotton, cotton. They'll, they'll, they'll shrink up, and then, then he'll he'll bring them in there, and then uh, he'll go out on the top. He'll drop a zinger and go out on the top. You just need Costanza in there. But as far as – And bring Tim Tebow back. I'm sorry? Bring Tim Tebow up. Uh, yeah, that's, that's... 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 that's Yeah. That, you know what? Have Tim Tebow. And I'm a, like I said, I'm a Gator. You get you get Tim Tebow. But okay? is he even really playing now? Because, like, 
the minor leagues are shut down. No, and I, I don't really think he is. He's on the SEC network. Right. He's, so he's, I would think he's no. going to work that and get paid instead exactly. of being a minor league you know, baseball player getting paid. Exactly. Out. Exactly. And, uh, you know, t- Tim is probably, you know, getting ready, maybe popping over, going to, to the Philippines and brushing up on his Tagalog. You know, so he can do all that that venture stuff. And, and yes, he does really speak Tagalog. That that is true. But uh, he ain't do he ain't playing ball. He ain't playing ball. He's getting ready for the SEC network because they're playing football. Right. That's where the money is. Why the hell? And he can work out anyway because he's a he's a bus son of a bitch. So he doesn't have to you know do all sorts of baseball stuff. He can do all of that stuff just to make him look like a. Uh, a roid steroid type of guy and then you know go in and and do his his coiffed hair and and get on and be the the new version of jesse palmer and get paid and coach put up what stiz said because that's what i thought george costanza that's that's what i was thinking yes that's what he was saying george costanza that's what we were talking about yes come on don't you guys watch seinfeld come on george costanza from seinfeld yes right how you with the yankees yes and there was a whole right. scene where he was supposed to go to the Mets. He was and supposed he, to go to the Mets. Did. And his boss did. Yes. Because oh, I love when Gary's like, Ruth, Gary, Costanza? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. He was going to go to the Mets, and he was doing everything yeah. he could to get fired from the right. Mets. and they wouldn't and fire it, and, it, and, his, and his boss went to the friggin' Mets. And that's how <laughs> Costanza became the GM for you know, for Steinbrenner, hey, because his I, I, went to I want to share this story with you guys. I, I uh, this couple years ago, the New York Jets were having a uh, job fair, and they had a bunch of New York teams. And I went up just to see, you know. So I wait online. It's a whole cattle call thing, and the Yankees are there. And I hand the guy my resume, and I said, "Listen, I'm." would like to apply for the uh, assistant to the assistant tra- uh, traveling secretary. Uh, and uh, my re- my reference, George Costanza referred me and guy had kid had no clue. He's like, wow. huh? what uh, uh, older guy who was with him goes, smacks the guy goes, Hey, great, great one. We love, we, we never hear that. Like be, you know, because apparently, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was my that was my story. Yeah. Anyway, the Yankees. Wait a second. The Yankees wanted to hire me as a uh, ticket salesman, and the starting salary was twenty five grand. And I go, wait a second. So you want to start me off at twenty five grand to live in New York City to sell tickets? I said, what can I afford? A closet? What do, what do you guys have? Lockers? That I can sleep in a locker downstairs? How does that work, man? Come on. <laughs> Well, wait a yeah. second, wait a second. Get with Jason Dean because he knows the guy that does the field at Notre Dame. He'll probably give you a key. Oh, you can, okay. And oh, you can, And you can sneak into the, the room and sleep at night. Then you can watch the janitor. <laughs> yeah. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about it. Now, uh, what do you guys think about college football? Because it's looking like these three conferences are going to forge your head. Now, what happened? <laughs> honestly it's starting to look i mean you see you know not that baseball has a handle on it but you know we're getting through the season here it's not been too, i mean it's been a rocky road but 
it looks like we're going to finish the season. NFL's been pretty good. Right. Now, college, it looks like it's a different animal, obviously, because it's young kids. But I assume they're going to tell these guys, look, no dicking around. Like, you know, and, and I'm sure they'll have compliance officers, you know, kind of keeping an eye on these kids and making sure they're doing the right thing, especially on weekends. And they all live in the same dorm anyway, don't they, Coach, when you're yeah. on the football team? So they might just have it where, look, we're going to stay here and here for the season. That's it. I would think that's what they're going to do. Right. Well, let me ask a question, Coach. Are, are the guys that stay in the dorm, are they scholarship? Or, or like, if you're a walk-on, you don't necessarily live in the dorm, do you? I, I'm asking. As no, a well, where I was at, everybody stayed in the – we had a athletic dorm. The football players stayed in the athletic dorm. Okay. Um, so – that's where they were. That's where they were at. I, I know. I mean, some some of the bigger schools, some some like you know, senior guys might live off campus or whatever. Uh, especially, you know, and they're the ones that get in trouble. And but you know, some guys might be married. They might have kids, so they might be living off campus. You know, uh, I don't really know uh, how that works. I really didn't have anybody that did that, but um, you know, so. But as far as my experience, everybody everybody was at the at the dorm. Okay, you know, I, I was just wondering because I know that there are the scholarship players, and then there are the walk ons or the guys that quote unquote made the team. Well, even if you're a walk on, you're you gotta you gotta have housing anyway. So they put you in the. I mean, if you make the team, you're gonna stay in the same dorm as those guys. You know, so yeah, that's why that's why I asked. I mean, and that's a good thing then, right? Yes, yeah, so Jason Dean's got Notre Dame, Clemson, Georgia, and man, Oklahoma State. Wow, I mean, because Oklahoma's had a pretty good hold on the Big Twelve. One team I'm going to say, watch out for Texas. Yeah. You know, Tom Herman. I like him as a coach. Um, I could see Texas finally breaking through in the Big Twelve this year. Um, it's going to be an interesting year, though. There's no doubt about that. It really is. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's possible. The only thing is with Notre Dame and Clemson, I think we talked about is, you know, they're all they're already going to play once, and then if they both make the ACC championship, they'll play again. So if Notre Dame loses to Clemson twice, I don't see how they. Yeah, get I don't see the, that. I don't see that happening. Uh, and again, you're forgetting about Pittsburgh in that ACC. So, and I don't know how all of a sudden, Jason Dean, all of a sudden, because Notre Dame's there, there's there's good teams in the ACC because there's not, okay? And all of a sudden, Oklahoma State, you snap your fingers and they're good? Come on now. Oklahoma is, is the team to prove it otherwise. Oh, yes. You can't deny and, what Lincoln Riley's done. And, right. You can't discount that. But also, you ha- and you have Texas. And, you know, Florida's just eating themselves there, Captain, okay? Right. And all you got to say about uh, o- Oklahoma is Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and then this year Jalen Hurts. And look at the difference in quarterback Jalen Hurts was Mm -hmm. from Alabama to Oklahoma. Now, I understand it's two different systems. Nick Saban's a run-first defensive guy, and you're playing SEC defenses, not the shitty Big 12 defenses. But still, Jalen Hurts was very impressive there. I mean, he's had three Heisman Trophy caliber quarterbacks in a row. He's a great quarterback coach. Um I love Lincoln Riley. You know, I, I think he's one of those guys, and eventually he'll get himself 
a, uh, a championship. I believe that. It's just they got to get that defense going because that's always the problem in the Big 12. I show and, the hat because. I show the hat because. And normally I don't watch all those little BSPN clips that come on my phone. But the one that I did watch, okay, was the guy was saying, uh, and it was for college football, they said, are there any teams that are rated too high and are there any teams that are rated too low? And the one that was rated too high, in this guy's estimation, and he, he, and he uh, succinctly stated, was LSU at six because they lost 14 guys and they lost a bunch of, you know, the 14 guys, they lost the coach both offensively and defensively, and they're still number six. He said they're a good team, but not a good number six team. And the one he said was too low was Florida. I mean, granted, Florida won 11 games last year, which yeah. is surprising. Yes. Me. Right. And if they would have gotten past Georgia, and that's always the game, whoever wins Florida, Georgia is going to win the East like 99% of the time. And I tell you, with with the quarterbacks that Florida has between Trask and, and the the other kid who's the mostly the uh, the the running quarterback, and then Trask is the throwing quarterback. And I, I apologize, I forget his name. But when you use that system, kind of like Mullen did with Tebow and Chris Leaf, okay, it worked. And they have that type of thing going for them this year. They lost some guys on defense, but I think Florida's are going to be a hell of a lot better than. People and don't think. for don't don't discount Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. What do you well, mean? They, wait a second. They won la- They won six of seven. Their last six of seven games last year, including the bowl game, on a roll. I mean, they are they're up and coming. They're going to be that. You know, you can't just say, "Hey, that's a win this year." When you play Tennessee, especially at home, for ten, I mean, you have to travel to Tennessee. I mean, obviously, we're taking fans out of the equation uh, because that's a tough place to play when there's fans there. So, there is. Uh, you know, Coach, I got some picks tonight. Um, all right, hold on a minute. All right, sorry. You know, you got some picks Damn. tonight. Hey, it's Nevada Nick. I should have broke your thumbs. And if you don't want Gazo breaking your thumbs, then listen to Nick's picks. Exclusively in the huddle with Coach Model. All right, so in the NBA, I'm going to go. I agree with Stiz. I like the Clippers tonight uh, laying, I think it's seven or eight. Um, it's been going back and forth. And then I like the Nuggets uh, plus two and a half. And then in the NHL, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they battle back, tie up the series. And then how can't you not like what Vegas is doing? So I'm going to go with Vegas in the NHL, and then also one baseball game. Yankees return tonight, judges back, Cole on the mound. I'm going to go with the Yankees in baseball. And then I do have two over-under NFL wins for you. I'm going to go under. The Patriots are nine nine wins, under nine wins for the Patriots, and the Bengals are six wins. I'm going to go under on the six wins with the Bengals. So those are my two over-under on wins. Take the Bengals under six wins. Take the Patriots under nine wins. I just think I know Cam's there, but so many guys opted out. So many guys they've lost on defense. Brady gone. Skarnakia gone as the offensive Ooh. line coach. I think it's a. Re- I think it's a uh, rebuilding year for the uh, Patriots. Who? Your Who? buddy Tom Brady. Your boy. It's your Best boy. Friend. 
don't know. Never, never, you know what? Never heard you know what? Uh, you know what, Nick? You know what I would have loved to happen? I would have loved to have Tom Brady get signed by the Raiders because I would have loved to hear the different oh, tune of him just singing the praises no, of no, Tom Brady. He'd have been doing the TV no. twelve. No. No, 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 no. Oh yeah, no, we'd no, all be no, on no. the TV twelve, I, man. I I was on fucking record, and I can prove it with all of the posts that I've had. In, in Facebook, I can prove it. And if you want to have it else, the guy that did that does my back surgery thing was a big Patriots fan, and he told me the same thing. He said, "Hey, what about what about Brady coming down to the Raiders?" I said, blah, 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 fuck, yeah, "Fuck no, I didn't want him." And then when he did sign with Tampa, this same guy who's the Patriots guy went out and bought season tickets. I said, "You just got you just got TB'd, man." You I got was, TB. I no. was surprised no. that J.T. Romalto just hit another hit a three-run home run. Philly's up 4-1. So just, you know, adding more money to his contract. But I was surprised Brady went to the Bucks because I really thought, as I've said before, I thought the Colts were a better match. Right. I thought the L.A. Chargers were a better match. Um, yeah, I was I, I was think really his wife surprised. wanted to be somewhere warm. But I, I thought San Diego was the place because – or yeah, LA, LA rather, because you know his wife being in the fashion business, I thought that was a better fit, you know. So, and they have the big house out there in California and whatnot. So, right, that's what I thought. But. And no, I agree with Jason Dean too. I think that's Belichick's plan. I think they want to get Trevor Lawrence or at least Justin Fields, right, and get that QB in. And look, Belichick, he's always going to coach up the D and the special teams and get the right guys in. It's just going to be about if you've really seen with them, what happened was the offense really deteriorated. When they won the Super Bowl two years ago, it wasn't really Brady. It was Sony Michelle, that offensive line, the running game, and the defense, and Brady not making mistakes and making plays in the right spots. It wasn't Brady's was the GOAT anymore. I mean, that was more of a offensive line running game. Right. And, you know, so, you know, Belichick's going to try to get that offense going with McDaniels again. And you, like we said, I mean, no team, he's, first of all, he's the best situational coach in football. Nobody's close. And what's crazy about him coaching, you know it, there is not a team that'll have a different game plan for every team as different as the Patriots do. Right. They really are great at bringing different things to different teams. And that's what Belichick's just a genius at. Well, I think First what of all, get the name right. It's Cheatriots. Okay. Well, all right. get get it anyway, right. And, uh, hey, for life, our Raiders story. Uh, 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 his wife actually, yes, she's in the biz. She because apparently there's Lady no Skeletor. agents. There's no agents in that, and she became the first agent, like representing models. Like that's why she makes so much money. She she's like an agent now. She's, yeah, the, she's an agent she's, for she's all those models, yeah. She's frightening. Ugh. But yeah, I would say frightening, but I don't think I she's, would. I, I would, would definitely. I agree with you. With you, where I would go with Bridget Moynihan over her in a, in a heartbeat. I do oh, agree yeah. with you on that, Captain. No, the girl, I, he 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 actually has a kid with her. Bridget right, Moynihan. right. I, I know it's on CBS. I I know who it is. Uh, the Coyote Ugly dude. Get it. Get get. Oh the, yeah. Get, Get the good shit, you know, the, the girl in Coyote Ugly that was uh, was on probation for beating the crap out of guys. 
That's the pretty good point in hand that I go go for. You can go Blue Bloods as the as the assistant DA. I'll go with the chick that kicks ass and, and Coyote. I'll no, I you know it's not. You're thinking model agencies. She's like an agent, agent yeah. like an NFL yeah. agent. Like it's yeah. different than and, those agencies type yeah. of deal. Like and, models at agencies. She's yeah. like an agent, like for okay. a specific and person. Coach, there, there's some real steam around Philly right now that Jay Wright might might give the Sixers a might take a meeting and give it a chance because wow. you know they're talking about in recent history, obviously, because look, you know, Billy Donovan is you know good shot of being the coach of the year this year, right. and obviously Brad Stevens has had success with the Celtics. That maybe Jay Wright, if the, if the price is right, I mean, it is where his family lives to me. So if there's some a place he's gonna go. I think it would right. be the Sixers. You got two superstars. It's where you live. If he's going to leave, it's going to be for the Sixers. Oh, yeah. He ain't going to anybody else. I All agree, right. Captain. Yeah. I agree. All right. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being on YouTube with us. Tell your friends. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow over on Facebook. We're going to flip-flop a little bit for now. Yeah. So, um, and Captain. No show tonight, Captain, right? Not till Thursday again? No, 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 no. no. Uh, myself and Angela are going to have our regular, what the fuck are we talking about? Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. So I got to prep for that, and I'm sure she's going to call me in a little bit. We'll do some prepping as well. So, yeah, and by the way, watch the, watch the Mamba show from last night. It was really, really good. Uh, the, the Chip, uh, I can't remember what Chip's last name is. A renowned bass player, and uh, is in the is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and all that good, and really knowledgeable about some different things. And he's going to come on again with another one of his Laker folks in the near future. But watch the show from last night; really, really good show. All right, cool stuff, cool stuff. So make sure you go get something to eat and come back. Check out Captain. And I'm uh, my chocolate, uh, my chocolate uh, uh, little crepe thingies from Mexican things, whatever the hell they are. I, yeah. I wasn't leaving without them. That's why I was late. Tugs, t- tugs, tacos, and uh, whatever those yeah. things are. Yeah. Yeah, I missed the tug. I, 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 And the girl that gave them to me was tuggable, so I did right. miss on that. Nice. So. Nice. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out. We'll check everybody out tomorrow. Thanks. Take care.